Thanks for joining us and welcome back to the Watchman on the Wall podcast. Periodically, we'll bring you true stories of angelic encounters, heavenly visitations, near-death experiences, as well as modern-day prophecies that are relevant to us today. When we come back, we'll begin our next episode. Are you looking for a good quality used car, but don't want to pay an arm and a leg? Well, come into Rainy Used Cars. We have the largest selection in the Southeast. Whether you want a pickup or a quality SUV from mom, you'll find a variety of vehicles to choose from. We even finance. So come in today. You'll find a Rainy Used Cars located near you. Hello and welcome back. Today we have a very special program, an amazing prophecy that took place on the Sid Roth television program by a prophet named Chris Reed. A listener was fascinated by this prophecy and did some follow-up, and I think the results of this follow-up will amaze you. So here now is Sid Roth. Well, I remember a television show years ago, Catherine Coleman. I believe in miracles because I believe in God. You're about ready to see the most amazing miracle that that happened. Uh, I'm speaking right now to uh, John Durier. He's a professor at Liberty University. And uh, he just happened to watch one of my videos, uh, which was with uh, Chris Reed on the fear of the Lord. Uh, one of my favorite subjects because there's such a deficiency in this. I guess because I come from a Jewish background when I gave, became a believer in Jesus, I saw uh, the extreme of uh, rather than the fear of the Lord is God's my buddy. Hey, buddy. You know, and I come from God's awesome. I want to reverence God. He's the creator. If anyone deserves reverence, it's, it's the creator of the universe. Uh, so I've always had a disconnect. Uh, so when I find someone that teaches along this line, I want to give them a platform. Uh, and I had heard the message about that Chris Reed came, and I said, I want that on the air. So, John, um, how did you happen to watch this particular video with Chris Reed? started in the morning I was doing my Bible reading and I was reading Isaiah chapter 11 and the first several verses and it had such unique imagery of a stem coming from a stump a branch coming from the roots I actually just paused on it and I started to think about that imagery it was so peculiar and uh, then I went on with my readings I didn't think anything of it later that afternoon I was going through some videos and I came across the one where you were interviewing Chris Reed 
he started out with that same scripture verse. It got my immediate attention. So um, I got my pad out and I started listening because I was hoping that the message he had about the fear of the Lord was going to answer a lifelong prayer I had about getting rid of the fear of man. So I took a lot of notes. I paid a lot of attention. I stopped. I started. Finally, toward the end, you prayed. And then Chris had a prophetic word for a woman named Evelyn. And I have no problems with prophetic word. But when he started saying Evelyn's first name, Evelyn's uh, house number, Evelyn's possible street address, uh, state she lived in, how old she was, what she did for a living. I said, this sounds a little, maybe it's a little too hokey. Uh, it, it sounds like your faith was being stretched. <laughs> it was, you know, I wanted to believe the word and the message so badly that I wanted to make sure it was a man of God that was bringing it. And so I said, well, how can I test this? They said, well, he gave me enough information that maybe I could find this pedal. So I began my search on the internet. And little by little, I began to see the pieces coming together. I started to get almost lightheaded because I was entering an atmosphere I, I didn't know about. I came across exactly where she lived, what her first and last name was, her age, um, and and well, not what you did for a living, but the particular things. And I got several phone numbers. And I said, well, I don't know what I'm going to say to this woman. <laughs> I'm going to go for it because I really wanted a confirmation of the word that Chris Reed had given. Um, so what I did is I began calling the numbers. And on the second phone number, she answered the phone. I began to explain who I was. And I began to describe why I was calling. I shared a little bit of information with her. And then I paused to get her reaction. And all she said was, continue. <laughs> so I continued. So you didn't know if you hit a home run or not. <laughs> I didn't know if she was going to shut the phone on me. Or I just didn't know what she was going to do or what she was going to think of. So um, then when I continued, I said, well, that took a, by the way, uh, John, that took a lot of nerve to call a stranger out of the blue and ask, and ask him these personal questions. Are you that kind of guy? <laughs> not and i only did it because i wanted to know if this was god's answer for me on how to get rid of the fear of man by getting more of the spirit of the fear of the lord and so i was willing to go out there and, uh, and to see i was willing to, to do what i had to do okay uh so you have her on the phone she pauses uh and she says continue then what <laughs> So then I started talking about another prophetic word that he had was that she had a grandson who was in a car accident very recently. It was a bad car accident, but he wanted her to know he would be okay and that the spirit of the Lord was going to come upon him and he was going to be used in a powerful way by God. So I shared all that information with her. And she, when she was free to talk to me, she said, everything you said is true. I said, but I want to know. Are you two in cahoots? Do you know each other? Are you pulling pulling our legs? Because it was so precise. And she said, John, I don't know the man, but everything he said was accurate. Well, that that did it for me. It blew me away. I felt like... Uh, uh, wait a second. She had names. Uh, I mean, it, 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 uh, 
Uh, Chris Reed gave exact names of grandchildren and children and exact street address. Um, and I mean, uh, have you ever, you, uh, you, uh, in your wildest imagination, no man should know that. Only God should know that. Absolutely. It was just too precise. And it was, you know, most times when you do those words, you don't know if uh, what they're saying about the person is true. How would you know unless you went up to the person? Well, so here I had an opportunity to actually try to track this person down because he was so exact. And uh, if, it, if it wasn't going to work out, I was going to be discouraged. But when it started showing that it was true, my faith just, just grew. And uh, I was just standing by it. And after I said goodbye to her, she called me back about uh, a few hours later. And she said, John, I have to give you an update on what's happening. And then she went on to say about what was happening with her grandchildren. Uh, they were rededicating their lives, other people coming to the Lord, reconnecting with relatives she hadn't seen in such a while. And I just said, Evelyn, you know, I, that's just so wonderful. You're blessed. But to be honest with you, what really was happening to me is the blessing Chris gave to Evelyn kind of ricocheted off of her and hit me because it served as a confirmation that the word and the interview that he was stating was in fact my answer to a long time prayer and what's even more interesting is you wrote our ministry which you never would have but you had a friend that's worked for me for 30 years uh, yeah. and uh, and i think it was unusual you did what you did but it was even unusual to document it and send it to i don't know if you would have if you didn't know someone that was working for us yeah i did journal down all that experience not intending it to go anywhere just for me but uh, i didn't know uh, bob duval and we were classmates many years ago and i said i wonder if he might be interested in this and so uh, I did send it to him, and um, here I am. <laughs> and the rest is history. Thank you so much, John, for being part of bragging on our God. <laughs> Amen. My pleasure. He's worthy to be praised. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I feel like a real detective because uh, we're going to play the Chris Reed uh, word of knowledge so you really get that, the impact of that. And then we'll speak to this woman in Kansas by the name of Evelyn and see what she has to say. So no one, nowhere will say, oh, that's a phony. I mean, you can't get more extensive research than you're getting right now. Let's go to it. Now, Sid, I, as I was praying that, I just had a uh, a vision that came to me and I believe that there's going to be someone that's going to be watching this uh, broadcast and I believe this person lives in Kansas okay and uh, this either this I think it's a woman and this woman's either her son or grandson was involved in a car accident in the last two or three months and there were some injuries that came about to this uh, grandson. I believe the woman's name uh, is Evelyn. And I believe she's around 70 or 71 years old. And I believe that there uh, is a Joshua, uh, perhaps a, a David, uh, I wanna say, I think a Janice. Uh, and I, I know this woman, I just see it. 
and the Lord is touching that grandson that was in that car accident and that the glory of God will result from this uh, scary experience that he had because this grandson is going to come into an encounter with the Lord as a result. He's going to find the fear of the Lord and he has a calling uh, on his life. He's had a calling on his life. And this experience he had is going to bring about and initiate a change and a spirit of repentance to come back in uh, his life. And I just pray right now, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, that you will supernaturally move upon this young man. I think it's there's an address that it's either the woman or the young man. It's like 1301 Fair Lane or Fairfield Lane, one, one of the two. And I believe that this woman also is involved. I believe it's in child care, some kind of child care or group home or something like that. But I'm believing revival is coming to her family and a restoration of some relationships and also the healing of this grandson and the beginning of a calling and a pursuit in his life for the greater things of God. Hallelujah. We'll be right back with the conclusion of this amazing prophecy right after this message. Hello again, this is The Watchman. Please join us each week for an exciting and inspirational podcast dealing with angel encounters, heavenly visitations, near-death experiences, as well as modern-day prophecies that are relevant to us today. So tune in each week and share it with your friends. After all, they could use a little inspiration in their life, too. That's The Watchman on the Wall podcast, and now you can find us on YouTube. We continue now with Chris Reed and his amazing prophecy. And now for a moment I've been waiting for, and hopefully you have been waiting for, I'm going to take you now to into the living room of Evelyn Esom. Uh, and uh, Evelyn, uh, I'd like to ask you a couple questions before I have you share your story. Um, have you, uh, do you know me? I've watched you, yes. On but TV. you don't know me. Yes. We've never met in person or anything. No. We've never talked on no. the phone. No. Oh, okay. And yeah. you've seen me on TV. That's the extent. Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. And um, let's start off. You get a phone call from a man uh, who it turns out his name is John Durier. Uh, and I don't know if he even told you this, but he's a very reputable man. He's a professor at Liberty University. Uh, take it from there. Well, um, like you said, I get, you know, I run a daycare, right? And there's noise and my phone rings and I have a home line and I get a, a lot of um, calls that people needing placement of a child, or if I don't recognize, if it's a number, out of state, I won't even bother answering the phone. I'm the same way, I understand. <laughs> but for some reason, 
I went ahead and answered this phone call. And I'm so grateful I did. And the voice on the other end introduces himself and he would, you know, apologized and he said, are you Evelyn? And I go, yes, I am. And he asked, was this your address? And I go, yes, it is. <laughs> and he asked if I knew Sid Roth. And I said, well, I've, I've watched him on TV. And then he asked if I knew a Chris Reed. And I said, I've never heard of the man. I don't know. And he said, well, he'd been watching your program and he had a word of knowledge concerning an Evelyn who's 70 to 71 years old, who had has a grandson that was in a wreck two to three months ago. And, he, and I, I kind of went, is this a nutcase I'm talking to? Because this is almost, you know, I'm a spirit-filled Christian, but when you get a phone call like this, right. and he has all this information, and he's saying he got it off your show, <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, you know, I'm not sure about this. But then uh, I started, you know, at first I thought, well, yeah, I have a grandson. He was in an accident, but he caught me off guard. And at the first time when he said the grandson, I, you know, with all these grandchildren, yes, I had a grandson that had a wreck three years ago, this coming April, and it was miraculous that he survived. But he encouraged me to go and watch the program. He gave me the date, January 29th. He said, your show, Chris Reed. And I said, okay, I I will go watch this. I'll go watch this. And he says, you, you know, and I, I gave him some information about myself. You know, I told him about, you know, the miraculous has come into my life on different occasions. Um, in 1980, I was healed of cancer, um, had three little kids, I'm 30 years old. And um, I got a death sentence and I, I shared that testimony with him. And he was just, you know, oh, wow, wow. Well, and I said, but I, I'm gonna go watch the show. I'm gonna go watch the show. So I did. And I, I loved what he taught about. And then at the end, when he said, a woman in Kansas, I, I go, okay, this must be it. Okay, I'm listening. And then I actually wrote it down because he, he put it in succession. A woman in Kansas, a grandson who had an accident, and my grandson, Angelo, had a rollover accident December the 5th. So he nailed that one. And we were very grateful he was okay. He had to have surgery on his arm, broken in two places. And it could have been so much worse. Then he said, her name is Evelyn. Well, even though John told me these things, I I gasped. I gasped. I can understand. And then when he said 70 to 71, well, I'm sitting here being 70, but I'm 71 next month. How close can you get? And then he said, he said names, Joshua, my son, Joshua. That's my <laughs> son, Joshua. Then he said, David. Well, David is a name used in our family. There's a, my firstborn son is James David named after his dad. And then he said another name, and that's part of our family. And then he said, he gave my address. Who does that? He says, and her address, I can see the numbers, 1301 Fairlane. Who 
does that? And I go, so I knew John was not a, a stalker <laughs> that he had it. He, he was because he was so excited. And then he talked about, I'm in childcare. And then he said the key word group home. That's exactly what I do. Childcare. And it's a group home. And so that's seven things that he was absolutely perfectly correct on. And then what really, you know, and I had been praying, we'd, we'd have, you know, some relationships that are in absolute distress in this family. And it was really breaking my heart as a grandmother and as a mother and as a mother-in-law. And I had been praying for restoration. And what does this wonderful prophet say? God is bringing revival to my family and restoration. Now, when I shared this with my uh, son, Joshua, I sent him the tidbit of it. He shared it with his children, my some of my grandchildren. And two of them who had fallen out of faith, that's where I'll leave that. They'd fallen out of faith. Came running over here to my house because they just lived right around the block from me. And my granddaughter, Heather, sobbing and repenting and saying, Grandmother, I'm so sorry how I had these thoughts towards God. And, and now she's joyfully going to church. And my grandson, Thaddeus, was... Um, he says, well, Graham, his argument was, there's so many faiths in the world. One is just as good as the other. So my family, um, we Zoom on Wednesday nights to have a little prayer meeting and we bring these things before God. And we've been asking God for restoration, for revival, for uh, miraculous encounters. And Chris Reed spoke that out. And within, uh, and I shared this, uh, one of the devastating results of, uh, you know, your sons and daughters not getting along was that there was, um, my daughter-in-law was separated from my son and it broke all of our hearts. And I shared this with her. I let her listen to it. And it immediately brought faith to go to God and pray for restoration for her relationship with my son. And I want to tell you, as I'm sitting here, they are getting back together this weekend. They've been talking and uh, fellowshipping, and, and, and it has brought such joy to our family that we're seeing the restoration of relationships. I, I have to tell you, as you are sharing, the Holy Spirit is awesome. Holy Spirit is all over this broadcast. Um, I, I would like you to do something that's kind of unexpected, Evelyn. Okay. Uh, what did you tell me you were physically healed of? I, in 1980, the early fall of 1980, I was, uh, I thought I was suffering from depression. I had three little kids. And finally, I'd lost so much weight that my aunt who raised me made me promise I would go to the doctor. And with that, within a few hours, I found myself at KU Med. And 
the first thing they said, I had a tumor in my abdomen and which was not a tumor, it was my spleen. It had swollen to the size of a two quart dish cooking pan. And they said it was a miracle it never ruptured. I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma and they told my husband, my children's father, that I had three days. Now I want to tell you something. Three days to live? Yeah, I, but he, they didn't tell me that. Thank God they did not come in my room and tell me I had three days. I was there for almost 14 days at KU Med Center and they ran every test you can imagine when you're diagnosed with that disease. They ran every test on me. And one of the things, uh, three key things happened in that uh, span of time. The first thing is God made sure that my personal nurse that was in and out of my room was a spirit-filled, born-again, young nurse who was in her last weeks of residency. And she brought musicians in from Full Faith Church of Love there in Kansas City, Kansas. And they came in, sat on the floor, and would sing the Psalms to me. How wonderful is that? Who does that? And then the other thing happened was that a wonderful man of God, an elder of a church that I didn't even go to, heard of this young mother dying. And he took it to God, and God gave him a scripture for me. And he um, he was a shy man. I remember him. Joe Masqual is his name, Native American, wonderful man of God. And he called the switchboard up at KU Med and talked them into letting him talk to me. Thank God he did. And he apologized for his phone call. And then he said, I would like to read you what God gave me to give you. And I said, please do. Psalms 121. Now, what he didn't know is I was on my way to surgery the very next morning to have biopsy and then from biopsy to go into intensive care, they said four days, and then start radiation. That was their plan. So when he read that scripture to me, there was no bells, there was no whistles, there was no strange noise. It was silence, but I had peace. I had peace. The other thing that happened was, do you remember the Passion of the Christ, that scene where Jesus is I on do. the cross? Well, this is 1980. I'm laying in the hospital bed and I, I could feel the tears start welling up in my eyes. And I said, um, God, please, please don't let me die. I have three little kids at home. I don't want them to go through what I went through when I lost my mother. And immediately I saw something. I saw Jesus on the cross. I saw he was brutalized. Nothing like what the other movies had always portrayed him. You know, little blood. No, he was brutalized. And I saw the rain hidden his body catching the blood, that blood ran down, rolled over some rocks and hit me. And when it hit me, I had an understanding. Everything I ever needed, wanted, desired, was already purchased, paid for. I didn't have to beg. I didn't have to plead. And I laid there and I go, oh my goodness. God, thank you. Jesus, thank you. Everything I needed is right here knowing that you paid for it all. And with that, I go, thank you for my healing. Now, I felt good, I felt better. I still went to surgery. And then after that, for some reason, they couldn't find the cancer, which they were so convinced I had. 
So I was ready to come home, right? I said, okay, then right. I can go home. And I, my strength started coming back. Immediately I felt strengthened, but they wouldn't let me go. They wanted to keep me another almost 24 hours. And I said, no, no, I want to go home to my kids. I said, no, no, we, we need to set up. Uh, you need to be on prenosome. Uh, I don't know if you know what that is, but they said my body was so ravaged that they need to put my uh, organs in kind of like a restful state to heal. And I'm so glad I didn't press the issue of going home because something happened that anchored my testimony. What happened was this, a young doctor knocked on the doorway of my door and asked if he could come in. I said, well, yes, of course. And I didn't think anything was out of the ordinary because he's a doctor, I'm a patient. And he said, do you mind if I close your door? Again, I didn't think anything was out of the ordinary. I said, no, go ahead. And this is what he said to me. He said, this whole floor is talking about you. And I want to let you know something. We've all seen your Bible on your nightstand. Now, I want to back up. Yes, I had a Bible on my nightstand, but I was too weak to even open it. I couldn't even open my Bible. Whatever I had was already had to be in here because I couldn't even lift my Bible. But he said, we're all talking about you. He said, when I, he said, I was raised like you. But when you go to college and you go, he said, then when you enter med school, your faith goes out the door. You are my first miracle. We saw the cancer. We saw it. And now it's not there. And he said, I'm going back to God. And he thanked me. And I said, no, thank you. And, you know, that anchored my testimony because throughout the years, people will say, well, how do you know you had cancer? Where's the proof? Well, I'm the proof. I'm the proof. And that doctor's words anchored my testimony, anchored even my soul. And I, I came home and I, and I, I, and I don't, he, he gave me his name, but I don't know his name. He had, to, and he was young and I was young. So we're both old now, <laughs> but is, isn't that wonderful? Well, Evelyn, this is what I feel the Holy Spirit wants to do right now. There are people watching us that have cancer, they have tumors, they have lymphoma, uh, they've been given death sentences. There are other people whose marriages are a wreck, uh, like in your family. And I believe that when someone experiences the power of God in a particular area, they have extra faith, if you will, mm -hmm. to believe for someone else. But right now, I know that I know that I know there are people that maybe you've gone to church your whole life. Maybe you're of another religion. Uh, maybe you're an atheist. But I, I just know the Holy Spirit is on you right now. And I want you to repeat this prayer and believe it to the best of your knowledge. And there are many churchgoers that have never had an experience with Jesus. Did you know that God wants you to have an experience more than you want to have an experience? God is so good. Repeat this prayer after me and believe it to the best of your ability. Out loud. Dear God. Dear God. I'm a sinner. I'm and I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I believe the blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus. Washes, away washes away my sins. And I'm clean. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. 
Thank you, God. Now that I am clean. Now that I'm clean. Jesus, I ask you to come and live inside of me. Jesus, I ask that you come and live inside of me. Be my Savior. Be my Savior. And my Lord. And my Give me a personal experience. Give me a personal experience. That I will never be able to deny. That I will never be able to deny. And may the golden global glory overtake you and your home in the name of Jesus, Yeshua, the Mashiach, the Messiah. Amen. Are you interested in scary places? Well, I found a great podcast called Your Haunted Holiday. Each week, sisters Lisa and Lindsay will take you to some of the most haunted places in the world. Their incredible research into how these places became haunted is complemented by their insight into the ghostly activities that are present. They give you information on ghost tours, prices, and much more. That's Your Haunted Holiday. You can go to yourhauntedholiday.com or just listen to wherever great podcasts are found. Thanks again for listening, and if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends. Also, give us a like. We welcome any comments or suggestions you might have. We also ask you to subscribe so that you will be notified of all our future episodes. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on the Watchman on the Wall podcast. Podcast.